What's up guys, this is Corey Baker from Baker Forge and Tool. In my business, we do tons of heavy grinding every single day, and we needed a grinder that could take abuse and keep on trucking without slowing down billet production. The Ameri Braid Variable Speed 2x72 is just that. All heavy duty parts and framing with well thought out accessories that are easy to use and not bogged down with lots of tiny parts. By far the best accessory item that a Mary Braid sells is their surface grinding attachment. It is absolutely foolproof and the best in the industry. With quick release magnet system, there is no prying your workpiece off the platen. Very fast to slap a billet or a knife onto the table, engage magnets, and start surfacing with precise increments. On top of all of this, their customer support is outstanding. Eric and Kevin are always available and fast to help with any situation. If you're in the market for a top-of-the-line grinder or maybe just an accessory to add to your existing setup, go to marybraid.com and use the code HUSTLE100 for 100 bucks off any grinder package. All right, next up, the Hustle & Grind Podcast. What's going on, everybody? We're back again. I'm your host, Ryan Chadbourne Knifeworks, here as always with Noah Bloomberg of the Eniat River Forge. And this week, we got Mean Mug Pistons on. Jimmy, how's it going? It's going pretty good, man. Pretty good. Thanks for the uh, for the invite to be on y'all's, y'all's podcast. Yeah, I was, I, I was super stoked when you said, yes, I've followed your work for a long time. Um, and being a mechanic, it's always interesting to see the waste from our job put to good use. And you do an exceptional job at it. Um, I've, I've known a lot of mechanics that hoarded stuff like pistons and stuff like, oh, I'm going to make something out of it someday. And you actually do it and you do it to the level that we aspire to do it when we have that hoarder mentality brain in the shop. And it's it's really cool. Um, yeah, yeah. That's I mean, that's when I started. That's what I wanted. You know, I had a, you know, I, I had a vision of what I want my. Um, you know, my meme mugs to look like, you know, we all start, I all started at, you know, at, at, at one, at one, I started at one way I want it to look like, but you know, I'm 44. So I come from a really old background of art of like real characters, characters and cartoon, like Looney Tunes and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to incorporate in my childhood, you know, cartoon characters into my meme mugs. And so I just kept working at it and kept working at it. And, and I mean, they're there, but they're not there where I want it to be yet. So I'm just stoked to see how far, how far they've come. So. No, they look awesome. Yeah. And, um, I was always curious, what kind of abrasives do you use when you're doing this? Cause abrasives are huge for us in the knife. It's like our world revolves around belts. Yeah. Um, so, so for you, you're doing a lot of your work with a Fordham, like a die grinder, right? Yeah, I I mainly I mainly use my Dremel. Like ninety eight percent of the time, I'm using I say ninety five. I'm using a uh, a Dremel with a flex shaft and then just various bits to do all the shaping and carving out. Um, and then you know I say you know the other few percent is I drill I drill the holes out, and then you know the last percent is I use um, I use. Uh, I come from a body shop industry, so I'm I'm big on 3M because I've used 3M all my life as far as abrasives. So <clears throat> I, I just mainly use um, 220, 240, 320, 400, 600, 800, and 3,000 um, to finish the um, – to make them look pretty, <laughs> if you want to say. Shine them up. Yeah. 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 So I just wanted to drop in here real quick. Some of our listeners might not be familiar with your work. So I just wanted to make sure that uh, if anybody doesn't follow Mean Mug Pistons on Instagram, go check out what we're talking about here. Essentially, he turns pistons into pieces of art. So anything from it looks like he's got some diesel pistons, some other stuff, and he carves faces into them. He incorporates uh, bullet casings in for like eyes and cigars and all kinds of cool stuff. So if anybody's not sure exactly what we're talking about, definitely go take a look at his Instagram and kind of get a, uh, get a feel for what we're, what we're talking about. Um, just in case anyone wasn't, you know, familiar with it. I just want to make sure we <laughs> put that out there. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. You actually did something cool recently. Uh, I'm close to your age. I'm 38 and I don't watch pro wrestling now, but when I was a kid, 
Goldberg was the man. Oh yeah. And recently you made him one, didn't you? Didn't yeah, you get to I meet sure him? Did. Um, it, man, it was like, um, it was one of them, like, uh, like, I don't know how to put it, man. It was, like, I guess all the moons. It's crazy because it happened when we were having that, like one in a hundred years or lifetime moon and the sun lining up and stuff kind of thing. The, <laughs> the, the lunar eclipse, whatever you want to call it. But anyways. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. One of his people, um, got a hold of me and, you know, I, there was a car show that was happening on a, on a Saturday and um, they got a hold of me like on Wednesday night when I got home from work and they're asking me these questions and asking if there was bad anything in stock that, you know, if I'd be willing to um, uh, wanting to present him one. Um, well, all my stuff's made to order. I don't, I don't have, I can't keep anything in stock because I just, I just can't, it, it flies off the shelf. So of course I wasn't going to say no. So I said, yeah, I got something here. I can, I can make something. So, so yeah, man. So Wednesday I finished some stuff off and I said, I'll be there. Um, my bad. It was Thursday because Thursday got hold of me. Uh, they got hold of me like Thursday night. It was like nine o'clock. So Friday I got home from work, told my wife what was going on. Um, she was like, all right, cool. So I came in the garage about six thirty PM and Man, I, you know, I ain't gonna lie. I was racking my brain trying to figure out what I was gonna make him because, you know, it was Goldberg. It was a, you know, he's a, he's a famous celebrity. He's not like a, he's not like a TikTok or an influencer. He's like a, I mean, he's a known guy, like worldwide. Like, you know, he's sponsored by Dodge. You know, he goes to SEMA every year. You know, this dude's like a multi millionaire guy. And I ain't gonna lie. I spent like two hours trying to, trying to figure out what I was going to make him. Like, what face this now, whatever and so anyway so i i came up with the design and man i went i started at, i started probably about 7 45 actually making his and i didn't get back inside my house until like three in the morning you know i knocked knocked one out for him polished it up you know did what i could and you know came in the house at three went to bed about 3 30 and i was up at 5 30 to head to you know bernie texas which is about an hour an hour and five minutes away. And it just happened to be that one of my good friends was also in the, in the truck show. So I was able to hang out with him and, and then, you know, I presented to him and I don't know if you saw the video, the video is pretty awesome. It was, he was great. He's a great guy. He's an amazing guy. He really is. He's pretty humble. He's probably one of the most humble, humblest celebrity I've, I've ever met. You know, he's, he's a real car guy and stuff. So yeah, it was pretty badass. It's pretty neat to, you know, to know that I have, you know, Mima Piston, you know, in his main garage and stuff. So yeah. that's yeah, freaking that cool, super man. Cool. And then what's also pretty neat too is one one of his main mechanics is also a good buddy of mine. So he'll send me pictures um of the Mima Piston in his garage. And I think I got like four or five pictures of it. And it's like in different it's in different locations of his shop. So when he like every time he comes in the shop, he sees it in a different location. So they're actually like talking about it, moving it around and doing stuff like that. So it's pretty neat, man. You know, if, if nothing comes out of it, it doesn't. But the fact that I could, I could say that, you know, you know, Goldberg has a Mima Kristen, which is, which is good for me. Yeah. It's oh, always a good cool. feeling. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, I mean, like you're saying, like he's a legit celebrity, like not just like a TikToker or something like that, or an influencer, like, I've never watched pro wrestling in my life, but I know who Goldberg is, you know, yeah. like I've seen him other places. Like I, uh, he was doing this show. What was it? It was like a, like a, it was something ranch where he was doing like, uh, like a fitness challenge where the, he, these people had to do like these brutal, like hill climbs with like logs on their back and stuff like that. And the dude just made the show like his, his character of him being himself just made the show. And uh, that's so freaking cool that you uh, were able to get one of your pieces into his garage. I didn't know that he was into cars and hot rods and stuff, but it kind of makes sense. Oh yeah, he's he's a, he's a huge um, Mopar Mopar lover. It's a, that's all he has. It's much about Mopar. And then, like I said, he's he's sponsored by Dodge, so I think he has like I think he has like one of I think he has a um, a a a Dodge Challenger that's like it's a Hellcat and it's like one of one hundred. I think his is like number two or three. Or something like that. So yeah, he has like all like the like the very first like within like the first ten Hellcats and 
red eyes and all that stuff just because he's sponsored oh, by Dodge. So he he, wow. he has he has all these like special um Mopar cars and stuff. That's crazy. I loved him in uh Adam Sandler's The Longest Yard. Yeah. That foot prison football movie. He was good. <laughs> yeah, in that. that's a good one. Yeah. Um but I lied. That was Stone Cold. Never mind. Sorry, wrong, wrong guy. Oh, uh, <laughs> it was Stone My bad. Cold. <laughs> I was trying to find the show and I'm like, wait a second. No, that yeah. wasn't him. That was that was Stone Cold. My bad. All right. Man, like I wrestling said, I, I never, so I never much watched wrestling. Back then. So. Yeah. It was so much cooler back then. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you're in Texas. So I take it that the shell cartridges for the cigars and the eyeballs are not hard to come by in your neck of the woods. No, they're not, That's- man. You'd be surprised. Like, uh, matter of fact, I got to go to... So I get a lot of my stuff shipped to uh, my dad's shop. Um, and matter of fact, I got to go tomorrow or probably later on this evening to go pick up uh, to go pick up the pistons you sent me. And then um, some showcases that somebody else sent me. Like I, I like I get shipped casings all the time. Like I'm not exaggerating either when I say all the time. Like I like if, if the me mugs didn't work, I could sell my casings if I wanted to. <laughs> you're probably gonna laugh when you open that box of pistons because they're like tiny i work it, on it, like it's, you know i I'm, I'm actually i've been trying to get some man and you know some people you know I, i'll put out there that i'm looking for like you know a good source and you know people will be like oh i got you and then they'll have like four or five you know like no nah, i mean that's nice i'll take them but i'm really looking for like i, I want to start bulk getting them in bulk because i you know i like my stuff's not cheap. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. It's not. You know, my stuff's pretty. You know, it's up there. Um, but that's just because of you know I, my talent and my craft has gotten there. Um, but I do want to make smaller ones because you know I you know I want everybody. I would like to have everybody have a Mima piston, whether it's a keychain, whether it's you know something smaller or bigger or whatever. You know, you know I'm 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 still a blue collar dad. I'm a blue collar man. You know, so I know what it is to work your ass off and you know and you see something and you're just like damn that's that's kind of a grip so you know i'm gonna i'm gonna work a little harder to to get it and i just i just want to try to hit as many markets that i can and try to give as many options i can to people to get one and Absolutely. If that means if i have to make smaller ones you know i will do that you know you're still getting you're still getting a me mug and you're still getting a piece of my craft of what I, my talent put into it. It's just, it's just a smaller version. And honestly, I like the smaller ones because it's, it's a more challenge for me because bro, they're small. Like they're, they're little, like I'll show you, I got one right here and there, this is one, you know, th- oh, yeah. this, this is a small one compared to this, you know? So oh, yeah. I, I have, I have more room on this one to do something here is like, okay, how, how, how far can I go on it? You know, how deep and, you know, it's, it's more challenging to me to do smaller ones than bigger ones. So like, I, I like, how I'm stoked to see exactly which ones you sent me so I can see it. It's I just, a, I just, it's a I have, variety of sizes, but how much damage can you work around on a, on a piston? Cause um, I can get, I can get you all the small pistons you want, Bubba. Just as long <laughs> as, just as long as the, the skirts are not cracked in half. When they're cracked, like all the way through, once I start drilling and carving out, they get thin. They thin out, and then they'll end up just breaking to pieces. Um, if the tops are, you know, most of them, are, the tops are pretty melted down, or they have like gouges on top, it's fine. It's just the skirts can't be cracked. That's that's the only okay. thing. I, they can be like scuffed up and stuff. They just can't be cracked. That's it. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, mine will mostly be scored. Yeah. From you know running lean, I work on two strokes and air cools exclusively. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. What were you gonna say, Noah? Sorry, I cut you off. Oh, you're good. I just was hoping that you're gonna be calling the smaller ones the the mini mugs. Oh yeah, those mini mugs. Yeah, <laughs> mini They're mugs, small and stuff. So, yeah, I probably be calling them the little mini mug faces and stuff. So yeah, yeah, they get called a bunch of stuff, but yeah, they all end up with mugs. But yeah, yeah most, so- most most of my guys have names. I name them. Yeah. Oh, just because, you know, oh cool. Just, just because people like, I don't know, like, you know, I think it's like with me, I, I know I'm a blue collar guy and I like when I get something and it has a name, like, it's like, you know, it, it, it kind of gives it like its own little, its own little soul, I guess, and stuff. So, 
I don't know. I'm kind of weird like that. But like I said, it kind of goes with me being an old school cartoon character lover. You know, everything had names on it, nicknames and stuff. Yeah, that's true. Do you do you only make unique ones exclusively? Or like, let's say you made a, a Billy Bob. Can somebody go and be like, I want another Billy Bob. I saw you made this one. Yeah, yeah, I do. I mean, I, I don't really have... I don't really have anything that's exclusive just because I don't think I would just because I would want everybody to have to have one, you know, and, you know, I would want everybody to have, you know, like, like this one, this one's, this one's wrench. I call him wrenchy. And, you know, this is, this is like the third one I've made, but it's because somebody wanted it. And I don't know. I just don't feel right for somebody to say, Oh no, you can't have it because it's, you know, one of one or whatever, but. Is that um, a snap-on 17 millimeter? Yeah, it is. A customer sent that's it a in. Seven, that's a seventy dollar wrench. <laughs> yeah. the, the customer sent it in. He actually owns a uh, a diesel mechanic shop, and 17 millimeter is a pretty popular wrench for the diesel guys. Diesel guys, I guess. And um, yeah, he, he sent it in. I said, yeah, I can use it. So I put it in an actual diesel. I think that's an international piston that I use, and use it for his piston and stuff. So. That one will be heading out um, this week, and it's going to be in his office and stuff so people can see it. That's My badass, coworker, dude. he used to work at a scrapyard, and they scrapped a train one time, and he scoffed on a train piston. He uses it as like a side table in his living room. Yeah, so I, actually, be... I got two of them. Do you? I, I, I have one that I can't use because it's steel. They have to be all aluminum. And then uh, I got one train piston, and then I got this one tractor industrial tractor piston that this guy sent me and it's that one's all aluminum and man i'm just like just chomping at the bits just trying to just trying to get started on it because it's huge man it's like it's about a five gallon size five gallon bucket it's big it's huge yeah i I think wow it's big it's huge it's gonna be the biggest the biggest one i've ever done um, and as far as what I've seen on internet and my other, you know, you know, piston creator guys, it's going to be the biggest one that I've done compared to theirs. Now, there's one guy, he's a really good buddy of mine. He does them too. And I think the biggest he's done is like a fairy piston, which is like a three gallon bucket size. Um, that's still, yeah, still big. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot. It's, that's a lot of material. You gotta, I'm gonna have to go through just to get, yeah. you know, just to get shapes and stuff. But. I'm stoked because the thicker the better, because then you can get more shapes and detailed and stuff that way. I'm 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 able to make them make it come more alive. So, yeah, I could see that for sure. Noah will be stoked. One of the pistons I sent you already looks like a Mandalorian helmet. <laughs> it's a oh, okay. Husqvarna X torque piston, and the transfer ports kind of cut up the face like the Mandalorian helmet does. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. that'll be. It'll be cool yeah, to see I, what you I, do I, with that. I get one. a lot of requests for Star Wars stuff. I just haven't, I haven't done any. I haven't done. I get a lot of for the Mandalorian stuff. So I just haven't found the right piston to do it on, and stuff. So we'll see. We'll see how that one goes. I might just make one and just do a, a sell, a sell a, a. I call them a RTGs, which is ready to go ones. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Yeah, let me know how that one turns out. And I, that's probably the most common piston on things I work on now. Is the okay. ones with with those ports on them. Yeah. So if it if it works out, I can get you an endless supply. I'm I work at one of the largest Husqvarna dealers in the state, so okay. we we throw away dumpster loads of scrap every year. Yeah. Oh hell yeah, man! I'm definitely oh, yeah. down. I just work at a Chevrolet dealership, so the I replace pistons all the time, but none of them are as cool as that. So <laughs> <laughs> they're just lame pistons out of cruises and five threes so yeah actually five threes is a popular one that everybody likes that i make a lot for people and stuff the five oh, yeah? threes and like the ls pistons and stuff like that um yeah they're they're a really popular one like um like this one right here this is your standard um ls um yep five three very five, familiar yeah I, I i i have a i have like a i guess like the sponsored on like a sponsor, unsponsored, kind of from Texas Speed Performance. Oh, cool. Um, they they give me all their old um their old pistons and stuff, and then anything they have like cool they do they get pistons from Wiseco, 
And then I think they try them out on the motors. They have like an hour or two running time on them just to see how they work out. And then once they're done, they scrap them. And so they, they call me up and I'd go up there and, and pick them up and stuff and stuff. So yeah, on December 16th, they're going to be doing a, um, like a, a little car show, uh, that I'll be, um, making trophies for them and stuff. It's like the first, it's like a first annual car show to see if anybody kind of shows up. So I'll be out there December 16th at Axel's Texas speed performance, um, building with, um, I think three of my me mugs would be, uh, uh, trophies. Oh, badass, badass dude. Nice. So, yeah, I, I'll be using their actual pistons that they gave me. So it'll actually have the actual Texas Speed stamp on it. You can see on top. I don't know if you can yeah. see it. That's a really cool way to go about that. Yeah, yeah. So it's what, be, what better trophy to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a unique nice. one. That's awesome. Nice. Well, hey, Ryan, let's hear from one of our sponsors real quick. Sure. And then I had a question for the both of you. Something I was mulling about the other day. All right. Let's hear it. Hustle & Grind is sponsored by Maritime Knife Supply. Whether you're looking for steel, abrasives, handle material, forges, epoxy, or anything for making in general, Maritime Knife Supply has you covered. And in the U.S. or Canada, they ship faster than the great Cobra Chicken Gooses that their country is known for. Go to Maritime Knife Supply, and when you buy a 10-pack of belts, get 10% off. And tell them we sent you, eh? Hey, thanks, Luke. Thanks, Luke. That's funny. So I was thinking about it the other day. Nobody ever ends up being what they wanted to be when they were a kid. We'll start with Noah. What did you want to be when you were a little kid? When you were little Noah? Mm. Just a knee-high Noah. I'm trying to remember. Dude, honestly, I don't know. I think I... Honestly, I think I, I probably wanted the same thing that every kid wants, which is to do what their dad does. Um, and my dad has he for the longest time he worked um, like in a fish house, and he drove truck for a while, and then he ended up working his way into IT just naturally. Like he didn't go to college for it or anything like that. He just kind of worked his way up at his company, and he's been in IT ever since. Um, so that was probably just kind of the only thing that I could really think of. I mean, I, you know, me, dude, like I, I, you know, when I was a kid, it was, you know, every week it was something new, you know, or every two weeks or so it was something new that I wanted to do or I wanted to be, I wanted to be a professional hunter for a long time. Um, but, uh, you like know, when I was, a, <laughs> yeah, exactly. When I, you know what, well, we didn't have social media back then. So I didn't even know, you know, like what a professional hunter would look like, but you know, like a guide, you know, somebody who took people on hunts, that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, I think the, the, the biggest thing is that when I was a kid, like, I just, I didn't know anything about cars and I wanted to be like a car designer or work on cars or something like that. And, you know, my dad, he gave me these old, like shitty books, you know, like, Hey, here's, here's how you learn about cars. And I'm like, I can't read this. I don't care. You know? And I, you know, I helped him do brakes on my car, you know, or, you know, when I was growing up, I, my first car was a, uh, a 64 Falcon, uh, hard top. And we did some work on that and then I got bored with it. And so then I ended up getting a different car and, you know, did some work on that. And honestly, I wrecked my, I wrecked my car and I had no money, you know, so me and my dad fixed it. I bought a bumper cover off of eBay and like we went through and repaired it and everything. And like, that was, that was it. I was like, well, I don't want to be a body guy, even though like replacing this bumper cover was fun, but I definitely want to be a mechanic. And that's when I started looking into going to school to be a mechanic. And so that's kind of how I ended up doing what I am doing. So honestly, I'm not too far off from kind of what I wanted to be as a kid. Cool. I know. What about you, Jimmy? I mean, I wanted to be a stuntman driver. Nice. I, I wanted awesome. to be a I wanted to be a stuntman and a stuntman driver. Um, that was one, and then uh, just because I I grew up watching the Fall Guy. I don't know if y'all ever heard of that one. <laughs> yeah, you know the 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 good old with um you know the the GMC you know Sierra Square you know, Body man Square Body and stuff you know you know and like <clears throat> so, but I always wanted to be like my dad, like you know because my my dad. My dad's still alive. He's 74. And, you know, my dad's, I grew up in the body shop business. 
you know, literally all my life. Like, you know, my dad, my dad's been self-employed since 1974 and his shop's still going. It's a little, it's a small mom and pop shop. And man, I think I was like eight years old when I finally figured out that my dad's friends, like, no, my friend's dad's weren't mechanics. Like they weren't mechanics or body men. Like they didn't work on cars. And then I, I can still remember when I found out that one of my, it's nothing wrong with it. And it, that one of my dad's friends was a, uh, I guess a custodian. That's what they, that's the, I think that's the proper term to call them. Or we, we call them janitors back then. I don't, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. I was like, it kind of threw me back. I was like, your, da- your dad cleans, your dad's a janitor? And he was like, yeah. I was like, he doesn't work on cars? And he was like, no, my dad doesn't. It was like, I was flabbergasted because, you know, growing up, because my, my dad's brothers, you know, all my uncles, and even on my mom's side, you know, they were all body men too and painters. And, you know, I do, I, I grew up around cars and boxing. You know, being a Native American and Hispanic, you know, that's that's what we grew up on was cars and boxing. And it was like, you know, we'd be in the shops and stuff and you had beef going on. You shut the garage doors and you go at it real quick. You know, so growing <laughs> up, you know, so growing up, I wanted to be like my dad, you know. And then, you know, we would, you know, then my dad, you know, my dad got a little small contract with this uh, one production team that would fix, you know, the uh, cars that were wrecked in. um the movies and you know I, I can't remember the guy's name it was you know it was like a, it was like a little i don't know uh, uh how you put it a low budget film filming casting crew whatever and you know i met the stunt guy and he was this cool ass white dude man he was this big ass dude like like big mustache like yours big white dude mustache like huge like your typical like to me stunt man driver was like Big, thick mustache, the glasses, and he's just <laughs> like the coolest white dude I've ever met, man. And I was like, man, that's what I want. Like, I want to be the body man. I want to be like, you know, the stunt man. And then the fall guy came, and that's what they did. They were bounty hunters, and they were stunt man. And then they also worked on the truck if you broke down. And I was like, that's it. That's what I want to be when I grow up. <laughs> And so you know, I was like 10 years old and, you know, I and crazy because you say this because I was just talking to my 10 year old son and I still have my leather jacket that my dad gave me because one of the stuntmen wore jackets like that. Like it was an old, like, like 50 style leather motorcycle jacket to wear it button on the inside and button on the outside. It was an old school, like, you know, like a greaser jacket. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, I also grew up, you know, my dad's an old hippie. So, you know, he had Harleys and, you know, we had hot rods and, and stuff. And I still have it. Like I have the damn jacket, my, my, what I call my stuntman jacket in my closet. Cause my dad found it and he gave it to me and stuff. Uh, so yeah, man, I wanted to be a stuntman driver and stuff. And then I think I, I, I can, I can put timeline dates on my past life, what I wanted. And one was a stuntman driver. And then I figured out that I could draw. Like I knew I could, I figured I can, I was an artist. Like I started drawing stuff and, you know, and I loved what I was doing. And, and then, you know, being in the body work, body shop industry, you know, my dad painted cars and we painted low riders and motorcycles and stuff. And so I started liking paints and painting and colors and stuff. And, uh, and then I think I was, I was 12 years old when I was like, you know what? I want to be an artist. Like that's, that's what I want to be. Like my goal in life is to be an artist. Like, I want my art to go around the world, and, you know, and man, you know, being, being the, the youngest of four, uh, you know, I don't know, but dream, your dreams get stopped, you know, uh, and my, mine did because my older siblings, you know, their life got, you know, there was a little bit more uh, and priority as far as like, you know, they have life issues that, you know, it kind of came before mine and, you know, so my stuff got, my dreams kind of got pushed aside and stuff like that. And, you know, they, they, they got back, they got pushed aside until, you know, three years ago when, when COVID hit and all my artistic skills came back and I'm chasing them now, man. I'm here now and my shit's worldwide and it's, it's, yeah, you're it's crushing it. You know, my shit's worldwide and it's, it's getting there and, you know, and it's, 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 it's going to get there. And it's it's there, but it's not there yet. 
and it's just being patient with it. So, yeah, man, answer your questions. I wanted to be a stuntman driver and an artist, and I'm living one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the more realistic and healthy yeah. one. I was going to sure. say definitely the more healthy yeah. way to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's interesting yeah. that you, you bring up the, the artistic aspects, you know, with the, the body work, because there's actually more than you would think uh, people in the knife making industry who have been body man. Um, freaking uh, Aaron Wilburn um, of Wilburn Forge. He grew up in kind of like the same thing as you, where his dad had an auto body shop and they worked at the auto body shop and everything like that. And that there's something about those skills working with, with metal and paints and that, that, I mean, it, it almost is kind of an artistic endeavor to do body work with paint and knowing how, you know, to make the lines on the car, you know, if you're doing, you know, auto body repair, well, then it's, you know, making these lines match up to where that they were supposed to be before. Or if you're doing modifications, you know, where do these lines need to be next? You know, how do you, you know, alter things and, and just having an eye for something about that that just kind of translates over into more free artistic endeavors where you're able to create, um, you mentioned that you you drew, so I was I was actually going to ask you kind of where where the first you know inspiration or first taste of art came from. So it was right around when you were twelve when you started you started drawing or you started painting. Was that you? I said? was drawing. I was never really into painting. I was I was into drawing. Uh, yeah, man, I was twelve years old. Um, so how can I put it? I, I used to, like I used to love. So I, I, I used to love looking at things and re and redrawing it. Like I, I always love looking at something and then saying, like, you know what, I think I can do that. Like I, I think I can redraw that. And so that's what it started off as. And man, I, I grew up with the with the Looney Tunes, you know, and just recreating recreating them and you know, um draw, redrawing Bucks Bunny, you know, Daffy Duck. Um you know, one of my favorites was uh, Yosemite Sam. He was my favorite, yeah. my all-time yep. favorite, my all-time favorite guy. Like I loved, I loved everything about him. Like his just his his whole character was just like you know it was amazing. So I, I so I, I would just start you know recreating stuff, and then you know as you redrawing it, then I would add a different way to look or a different thing and stuff like that, and just and then my mom saw it, and then she kind of put me in a few art classes and stuff, and. That's where I think you know the um, where I ignited like the ignite the the explosion of me being an artist. Like I think I can, I think I can do this. Like so I started, you know, like I said, and back then, you know, we didn't have internet. You know, we didn't have, you know, the internet and stuff like that. So if there's any kind of art contest or something that I wanted to get, it was either it was either in the Sears catalog in the back. They had a little art section. Are in the newspaper um, in the comic section. They would have like little ads about art contests and you know send your artwork in this and that whatever. And man, I was like I was thirteen. I remember this man. I remember like it was yesterday. I was fourteen years old, and it was a Sunday's paper. And in the comic section, there was a little like a little square, a little box on the very bottom of the last page, talking about uh, we're looking for up and coming artists. Um, if you're interested, we'll send you an actual art pack that you can, uh, it's like a little test to see your artistic skills. And it cost, it cost a dollar 50, um, plus stampage to, you know, send it. So it cost me a thing like a total of like $2 and 75 cents to get the, the kit. And, uh, you know, I paid for it and got it, filled it out. And dude, and he had to wait like 13 weeks just to get a response. And back then, you got a response. You didn't get a phone call. You got a response from a mail. So, man, I think it was like almost like four months for the time I even heard something back. Uh, and then, you know, I, I had a, I had this guy show up to my house. And he was from this company from Chicago. And I was like 14 years old, man. And I had this guy come to my house. And he was like, we really love your artistic skills, this and that, whatever. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. We want you to work for us. You know, this is what's going to, you know, you have to, uh, there's a few things you have to buy just to kind of get you to where you need to be at far as like, you know, another I had to buy like certain like pen, like, like, like art stuff, like pencils and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I was like, I was 14. I was like, yeah, I bet let's do it. I'm down. And then, but like I said, man, I was, I was the, of the baby of 
of the baby of four, you know, I had a sister in college and I had, you know, other stuff that was going on in my family. And dad was like, we just can't afford it. And I was like, damn. Mm. So I was like, all right, you know, maybe, maybe next time, maybe next time. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, next time, next time we'll do it. I was like, all right. And so, man, you know, I, I, I hold on to that, you know, like next time. And I'm like, my next time's now, man. Like, that's why I go full force in it and stuff. So, but yeah, I've always drawn. Like, I, that's where I got the inspiration from. My inspiration came from, from Looney Tunes, cartoons and stuff. And, you know, back then they would draw one and then put the paper over and keep drawing it and then move it, the, move the guy a little closer. And you just kept doing it, doing it. And then it was kind of like a, like a flip, like a, you got paper and you yeah. bent it and then it went. And that's where, that's where I got it from. And, you know, I just, I just love the art, man. I, I think what I love art the most is the fact that what it does to your mentality. It opens yes. up an emotion. It opens up an emotion and an experience that you can only get through art. Yeah. It only that's that's how it opens. When you're doing when I'm doing art, when I'm figuring it out, it it it's 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 like a dope for me for me because it, it allows me to open up a part of my brain that's hasn't been fully explored yet and i'm like and then when i'm doing it it's like okay okay i'm loving it what else can i do what else can i figure out how to do it or what else can i do to get more of that part of my brain to open so that's why i push for art for any type of art for anybody especially men like we're so stuck on conditioning just to just work but when you get a time and a little and a little time to be creative and do something with your hands and put from your mind to your hands and make it. It's like, dude, I, I, I can't I can't express the feeling of it. I think that's why a lot of these men that are in mechanics or body men and they're making knives that you can me. I can see and feel the passion that goes into it because I know what they're feeling. Like, I know the emotion that you're getting when you're making this badass knives and you're finishing it and you're and you're you're getting to the end where you're sanding it and you're polishing it and then you're done and you're looking at it and you're just like it there's very few guys and people that are going to experience and know the feeling you're getting and then when you get the emotion like oh it's cool I'm like oh, <laughs> you're, right. you're, yeah. you're not understanding it but so sorry man sorry to to long breath that answer but yeah that's just, that's just how oh, I know you're about good my inspiration and stuff it's it's a hundred percent true too. It's like a level we achieve a level of satisfaction that is unlike any other level of satisfaction. It's totally different. It's it's totally different than biting into a cheeseburger, or you know, making whoopee with the old lady, or seeing your kids go off to school. It's something totally different on its own other level than when you conceptualize something in your brain and then through a little bit of hard work, it's right in front of you. It's like holy holy shit. Look at what I did. I made this. But then there's also that when you hand it to somebody and they're like, oh, cool. You're like, what? Do you know <laughs> how much time I spent making that? Do you know? <laughs> like, you know, that's the, blood is in that literally. Yeah, that's the battle I have. I don't even show my wife my knives anymore because yeah. she'll just go, oh, oh, cool. And hand it back to me. And I'm like, what? Your husband made that. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? But yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, it does tend to have that that wearing effect. Uh, I remember when it, when I first started. It's funny because I also started during COVID uh, with my artistic endeavor, and uh, you know, I made a couple and they're kind of crappy. And I I don't even remember what knife it was. I, I I wish I could, but there was one knife that I made, and I showed it to my wife. And I mean, I've gone through like eight million hobbies in my life, and I've been with my wife for 12, 13 years, so she knows me. And, uh, and so when I started doing this, she, you know, she just assumed, you know, and rightfully so that it was just another one, you know, it's just one of the same, same things. I'm going to drop a bunch of money on a bunch of equipment, and then I'm going to give it up in like three to six months and move on to the next thing. And I remember the look on her face when she saw a knife that I had made and it was so much better than the other ones. I mean, it was just this, I don't even, I, I really wish I could remember which knife it was, but I remember the look on her face when she looked at me and she saw this knife and she realized that it wasn't just another hobby. It wasn't just another thing. Like this was what I was meant. This is what I was meant to do. You know, like this is, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. 
And, uh, and I'll never forget that. And then, you know, now it gets to the point where it's like, oh yeah, it's another knife. You know, I just finished what's, I think, man, I don't know. It's probably one of the best knives I've ever made. And, uh, I actually just delivered to the customer before we started recording this. And it was one of those ones where you have it, you have the picture in your head and what you get at the end of it is exactly, exactly what you had in your head. And I was so freaking proud of this knife. And don't get me wrong. My wife was proud of me for it and she liked it and everything, but it's, it's, there's, I can never get close to that first time when, when it clicked for her, that this wasn't just like another thing that, that look on her face. I, I'm, I've been chasing that ever since, Yeah, but, uh, but I yeah, remember I mean, that it's, moment it's, with my, you, you had that one too. Yeah, it was. So when I first started, all my equipment was set up at work because I didn't have a shop at home. And then when we bought the house, everything I had built or bought came home into the garage. And I was out here putting sheetrock up or whatever. And she comes out and she goes, holy shit. She goes, where did all this come from? It's like, this is the stuff I've had at work. And I could see it like click in her head. Like she was like adding up <laughs> like how much money <laughs> we had come home. And like she realized that this isn't going anywhere. Yeah. This isn't this isn't gonna stop. Yeah. So. For me, man, if it wasn't for my wife, I wouldn't have sold anything. Um, you know, she was the one that was like encouraging me to post it on my personal my, my personal social media pages. Um, you know, I don't know if y'all you you'll follow my page and stuff, but you know, I'm I'm in sobriety. I've been in sobriety for 14 years, you know, so um, when COVID hit, you know, some of my piece that kept my mind at ease was my work, was my body work, you know, and, and, yeah. and you know, I, I didn't touch a car for like almost a month. Um, so, Jeez. you know, so then, you know, I, you know, one thing I learned from one of the, one of my old school, um, sobriety brothers was, uh, idle hands are a devil's playground, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I was like, man, I, I gotta, I have to, I have to figure out something. And that's when everything started clicking. That's when. You know, God, the universe started opening my mind to like, remember, you're an artist. Remember what I gave you, you know, you know, yeah, you do body work. That's a form of art, but you're more than that. And so, you know, I went to the Internet. Anyways, anyway, I went to the Internet, found some things. And, you know, I I, I would I, I started off making tiki heads first. You know, I started making all these first out of pipe and then just welding. Oh, that's cool. cool. That's wicked cool. You know, welding beads, uh, a bead line on it, and just carving it out and stuff. And, you know, and then that's when I was like, okay, what else can I do? And then I just started Googling different artwork and stuff. And, you know, I made my, and then I came up on Pistons and I made my first one. This is one of one. This is the first one I ever made. And then nice. when I saw that, I was like, okay, I think I, I, I want to go better. I want to do better. Um, and I think it was like my, um, my seventh one, because my buddy gave me a set of eight, speaking of five threes, this is the five, three piston that my first one, that's cool. You know, he actually, you know, he was a race car driver and he had a a five, three block that he redid and he had pistons in it, old ones and gave them to me. And so anyways, I I was on my seventh one and my wife was like, why don't you post it, post it on your social media and show people what you're doing. And I was like, nah, I was like, I don't, I don't want to, but I think it, it doesn't look good. And she was like, it looks pretty good. You know, why don't you show your artistic skills? And I was like, all right, cool. So I posted it and, you know, I got a lot of likes on it from like my little, my little small amount of followers I had back then. I think I had like, you know, 300 followers, on my Instagram page. And uh, two of my cousins that I grew up with, they, they bought two and then three got sold and then four and then five and then. Dude, I think I, this one right here is like 474th one I just made. Jeez. And Damn. Yeah, it's just, it was because, you know, you know, it, my wife, she was like, post it. And I was like, all right. But yeah, talking about your saying, you know, trying to find, go back to getting that same, that same excitement of like, you know, them loving it and stuff. You know, now, now my kids are like, oh, it's cool, dad. <laughs> they see it and i knew and i knew it was going to happen I, I told my wife i was like it's going to get it's going to get to the point where the kids are going to be like oh okay cool you know because they're in it every day, they see it every day. there's normalized yeah. To them. yep yeah and stuff and so that's where it's at so so what i chase is i try to chase the new excitement for my kids like every time i go into one i'm like 
okay, what is it going to take for my kids to be like, damn, man, that's badass. That's what I want. <laughs> and I know if I get that and I can achieve it, then I know it's going to look even better when I post it or share it. So You'll have to do uh, do the face of one of their favorite characters. Yeah. Like if they like Shrek, do a Shrek one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I should have asked him doing a track. That'd be pretty good. Yeah. Uh, uh, Ryan, let's hear from one more sponsor, and then uh, I, I, I got to ask a question after that. All right. Before we do that, I just want to I just want to say, the listeners can't see it, but Jimmy has a portrait of Jesus behind him on the wall. And I've been staring at it the whole time because my grandmother had the exact same one same in her movie. hallway in her house all growing up, dude. Same exact one. Hmm. All right. Anyways, sorry. I just had to get that out. It was, it was, yeah. Anyway, here's Phoenix Abrasives. Okay. Hustle and Grind podcast is sponsored by Phoenix Abrasives, your one-stop abrasive shop. When you go to phoenixabrasives.com, click the shop icon in the upper right-hand corner to find all the abrasives you'll ever need. Check out the Incinerator 36-grit ceramic belts, along with the Trizact gator belts that the hosts of Hustle & Grind use every day. When you check out, use code HUSTLE10 for 10% off your entire order. Thanks, Thanks Luke. Luke. Before you get into that, Noah, we should talk about Baker Forge and Tool. Okay, I'm fine with that. Go ahead. And I believe that they... Koi, don't crucify me if I get this wrong, but I believe they just redropped Riptide again, didn't they? I believe that is correct, and this will probably be coming out a little bit too late, but they had a hell of a Black Friday sale going on. I don't know, up to 50% um, off? Yeah, of everything that they had in stock. I know what happens a lot of times is, you know, people will go into a uh, a drop from Baker Forge, and they'll buy the you know the size that they want, and then you know there's some different sizes that kind of sit on their uh, on their website that you know I don't know if it's people don't like that size or it doesn't fit for like whatever um, whatever it is that they make exactly. But they actually have a pretty for Baker Forge and Tool because they sell out of everything so quickly. They actually have a pretty decent inventory of a lot of different patterns right now. So if you can, you know, make a certain bar of steel work for uh, for for what you're making, or maybe make something a little bit different than uh, what you normally would based on the size of the billet, uh, it's definitely worthwhile to go check out and see what they have in stock because uh, it's a little bit more than what I've seen in the past for sure. For sure, and this year they've expanded into Makume and stainless samurai and stuff like that. And since this episode does come out after their Black Friday sales over, you can use promo code hustle 10 at checkout for 10% off your entire order. So, and I posted that reel where I etched that blade in gator piss and everybody's like, Oh, I need to get some of that. It looks like it does a really great job. Guess what? Hustle 10, get yourself some gator piss and uh, get 10% off of it because yeah, it's an, it's an etchant for blades and they named it gator piss because it looks like pee. (laughs) (laughs) And it, it is absolutely the best freaking etchant that you can possibly get. I don't know if you actually have to put a fish tank bubbler in it, although everyone on the internet seems to think that that's like the thing to do now. I just make sure that mine's warm and it etches like a dream. I don't put any aeration in there. You know, I'll stir my knife in there or whatever, you know, to get some movement across it. But just making sure that that uh, the etchant is up to temp, make sure it's, you know, because it's it's winter time, you know. So I'll just stick mine in front of my heater for a little bit, make sure it's nice and warm, and it etches like a freaking dream. I didn't even coffee etch this last knife. It was just freaking perfect right out of the gator piss. And, uh, yeah, can't recommend that stuff enough. I got to check with Koi. I want to I confirm that our code will also work at Baker Forge Studio if you're getting pictures of your knives taken. Oh, I don't know about that. I'm going to ask him. All right. We'll have I an imagine. update for you next week. Yeah, well, I'll let you know next week. But back to you, All Noah. Right. So, Jimmy, I got to ask, when did you get into using shell casings in your pistons? Because you use them for the eyes. Do you do like these freaking sweet stogies that come out of their mouths? Like, what was the what was the point where you, you just like, because I saw some of your earlier work and it didn't, you know didn't have some of those aspects to it what what was the point where you're like you know what this would be a cool thing to incorporate in so 
Like I said, I, I, so it's gonna sound it's it's gonna be I don't know kind of weird how I came about, but <clears throat> I, I you know I I gotta put this. So like I said, I'm I'm in recovery. So yeah. I, I I used to get I used to get blitz. Like I used to get like really bad trips or really good trips. So I used to see things. So <laughs> so when on my artwork. I want so in other words, I wanted my artwork to come alive. And so the only way I knew it was gonna come alive is I had to add some some things that were gonna be realistic stuff and stuff. So in other words, if I was blitz out of my mind, I want this to come alive to where it's, it's gonna look and like talk to you if you're that high. So I knew the only way I could do that if I had to put things that are more realistic in it. And so that started me thinking, okay, what can I do to make it look like it um like i said i saw other people using the casings in the mouths and the eyes and stuff and and you know like the artistic side is that and being are in the body man side like you see things and you want to try it out but yet i want to do it better like i want i want to put my touch on it so <clears throat> i saw other guys doing it and i was like ah, that's cool and i like that but you know what let me let me see what i can do i want to see what i can do and so i started with you know, doing with one and I liked it and I was like, yeah, it looks too, it just, it just looks too, too one dimensional or whatever. And so I started, you know, figuring out more stuff on it and come to the point to where it was like one dimensional, two dimensional, and now it's 3D dimensional to where it looks like, you know, they look like live characters. And so I, I loved it. And then, you know, being, you know, and men, you know, two things that go together are cars and guns. So I was like, you know, why not use absolutely, you know, and, true. And being, you know, and also going back to being the original, the original question is like, what I want to be when I grew up was a stuntman, and what do stuntmen do in most of the car chases? They're either shooting, it's a car chase with guns and cars. So two things that go good together are guns and bullets and cars. So the way I can incorporate it more was to try to incorporate more bullets and casings or whatever into the actual artwork. And so that's where I come up with this. This one. That that's that's a better answer than I could ever have hoped for because you want your characters to come alive as if you were on an acid trip. I love that. That's phenomenal. <laughs> you know, I, uh, I, I know it's like say it's a weird answer, but it's one of them answers that you know many people can relate to because I'm not. I mean, I'm, I can tell you know a lot of people have been high or have tried certain drugs, whatever, and they can relate to it. And, you know, and that's why I try to, I just try to have, I just try to be relatable, man, you know, try to be relatable with my art and be relatable and anything I got going on. And, you know, and I, I think it just, it works. I love it. It, it works, man. Uh, speaking uh, of what, drugs. What, oh, before you start Florida, man, what's the most impressive shell casing anyone's ever sent you? Cause I've seen this, you use some pretty hefty ones. Um, oh, I don't have it here. Um, but I have these two. I have a a Warhog. It's in my toolbox, which is a twenty eight millimeter. Damn. Um, and then I oh. have the I have these twenty twenty millimeter casings. Um, that I used recently on my uh big cat caterpillar pistons. Damn. Uh, this one was that an anti tank round. Um, twenty yeah, millimeter. So. Yeah. Yeah. And then this guy sent me this one. <laughs> I can't remember where this one's from, um, but it's uh, it came off a tank. It was a tank, a tank uh, gun, and then of course I have my, you know, your typical uh, fifty cows that people send me. This is an actual um, um, armor piercing slug. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy that sends me, he was like, "Whatever you do, don't throw that at armor because it'll pierce through it." <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah man i think the one the best one i've ever got was the warhog one i think it's a warhog but it's like it was like 28 millimeters almost 30 millimeter um casing it's it was freaking huge man like you think this is big and like, then you put like, like like the size of a red bull can right yeah pretty much like a small one like the little small one yeah yeah it's about yeah. that big that big around that's that round it is and it's like I don't know, maybe a good, like six inches. Like the actual casing is probably like six inches. And then the actual bullet itself is like another, like, you know, three and a half. So it's, 
it's pretty huge. But the bullet and everything in it's probably about you know it's probably about good like eight or nine inches, I think. Um, I, I would say, but yeah, I, I thought I had it here, but I forgot I had it. Have it in my toolbox at work. And our planes fire three thousand of those a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and all That's those cases just fall to the ground. It's nuts. Can you imagine getting hit on the head with one of those things? Oh, that's crazy! Yeah, screaming hot, falling out yeah. of the sky. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you want you want to play some Florida Man? Let's play some Florida Man. Um, so, Jimmy, this is a game we play. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar, but most of the crazy shit that happens in this country comes out of Florida. If you see a headline that starts with Florida Man, it usually is followed by the most ridiculous thing you've ever heard up to that point until you read another one. Uh, so we play this game and basically I got, I got three stories in front of me and it's, it's you, it's Ryan, it's all the people at home listening to the show, get to guess where this actually happened, whether it was truly a Florida man or from somewhere else in the world. You want to play? Yeah. All right. Ryan plays it. Ladies and gentlemen, get ready to play where in the world. Is Florida man. All right, guys, get ready to play everyone's favorite game, Florida man. We begin. Man drives jet ski down flooded road to McDonald's. A tradesman was has hit back after he was called a quote boofhead for riding his jet ski through a flooded McDonald's drive-through lane. Josh Partridge drove his jet ski past McDonald's down a flooded street as the town was hit by heavy rain on Friday. He told the news station he was enjoying the floodwaters in a way that wouldn't do any damage. Yet he was still criticized. Do you believe that this was a Florida man or someone else in the world? Oh, that's definitely a Florida man. I agree. agree. All right, just straight up. All right. Final answer? Yeah. All right. That was Australia. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, we've had that happen a few times, actually. I've been getting some some Australia stories that are, are pretty Florida-y. So you uh, you Australia listeners better watch out what's, what's well, happening Australians down there. Australians are the Florida men of the rest of the world. They kind of are, aren't they? Yeah. My, my, my actual Australian customers and followers are amazing. They're, they're a trip, though. Yeah, they're, funny. They're, they're hilarious people. Yeah. Especially the bogan ones. Uh, man arrested for defecating on dead possum during rush hour traffic. <laughs> Rudy Wilcox, 45, was picked up by police on Wednesday around 5.30 p.m. after he was seen dropping trow in the middle of the intersection, then laying a log on the doubly <laughs> unfortunate possum in full view of the motoring public. Oh, man. Was he... Was he trying to make sure it was not just playing possum? I don't know. Like, wake up, little buddy. <laughs> right in the middle of an intersection. <laughs> that definitely sounds like Florida. It does. It sounds, it sounds <laughs> a little Florida, a little close to Louisiana, but I'll say Florida. <laughs> right, what you got? I got Florida. I got to go Florida on that one. Yeah, yeah, of course you do, because that's about as Florida as it gets, man. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. Yep, definitely Florida on that one. Uh, thank you to Brad Troxclair of Troxclair, Troxclair Custom Cutlery for sending that one in. Appreciate you, sir. All right, last one. <sighs> I don't know if I can get through this one. <clears throat> <laughs> Hundreds of vagina plaster casts spill onto road after crash. They came a long way, but probably didn't make it to the opening. Hundreds of white plaster casts of vaginas believed to have been en route to an art gallery tumbled into the road last month after a traffic crash. Bizarre footage uh, shot by a passerby shows a trail of broken vaginas leaning back up to a truck. In the short clip, a man believed to be the driver tries to re-secure his lost load. Wow. That's California. Yeah, I'm about to say anything. That's more California. (laughs) That's definitely not Florida. (laughs) Was was the title of that news article Oyster Buffet? (laughs) Anyways. Yeah, I'm going to go California. Uh, 
a fishy crash. <laughs> yeah, not Florida. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. All right. Both Florida. of you guys going not Florida on that one? Yeah. yeah. Well done. It was even even more strange than Calif- uh, California. That was Russia. What? Oh, weird. Yeah. That was uh, weird. Yeah. Anyways, sorry. I, I had the giggles in the middle of that one. I could barely get through it. You uh, really did. You. <laughs> why i don't i've met i've read so much more ridiculous stuff on this show than that before uh freaking uh david burke sent that one in uh from olc knives so thank you very much sir for your contribution to the show absolutely uh that's it for florida man uh something about the image of plaster vaginas scattered across the road <laughs> that's crazy oh my gosh what what a world we live in yeah, I'm right, more already- wondering about the mindset of the guy pooping on, on <laughs> uh, awesome. awesome. Yeah. yeah, I can actually awesome. picture that. I can actually picture that more than the actual plaster vaginas over the highway. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I can too because there was a photo that went along with that article. So <laughs> nice. Would it surprise you to see that his mugshot? Uh, he was rather unnaturally thin and had a few sores on his face meth florida <laughs> nope. uh all right guys well hey it's uh we're an hour into the show ryan do you have anything else you wanted to uh talk about here on the main show before we head over um, to an after show i was gonna read out the patrons because we got a new one and he's kind of a big deal all right so while you're pulling out the patrons i got one shout out that i want to do or actually two Anyways, um, so go ahead and pull up the patrons. I just wanted to give a huge shout out to uh, Gnome Hammer Forge. He just recently uh, finished up a little collab with Brian House, our boy over there at work for it. Uh, and the dude has some freaking hustle, man. You want to talk about somebody that is hustling and grinding freaking nonstop. That dude is pounding out like what 50 hammers for this uh this special collab that he did i got one of them coming so i'm really excited to get that hammer in my workshop um i just wanted to give him a shout out you guys need to go follow this guy just for the hustle i mean he makes some quality looking hammers i mean i'll I'll have one in my hand soon so i'll be able to uh you know run it through its paces but just the hustle the dude's style he has some really entertaining reels and stuff he's always got something fun to say um, just seems like a really good dude. So I wanted to give him a shout out and, uh, let everybody know that they need to go follow gnome hammer forge. Uh, one more thing. Oh, you know what? Go ahead. Let's, let's go ahead and read the patrons. Uh, so the first one, the most recent one, I had to do a little research to figure out who this was based. I had to like go through their email because their name is just an eggplant emoji. Huh? And it's Fingal Ferguson. Our cheese-making brother from Ireland. And then we got Wade Plum Lee, Greg Knuckles, Micah Dunn, Joey Italiano, Chaz Belongi, Ben Cutts, Knife Works. Oh, my cursor's in the wrong spot. Sorry. Uh, Just Brad at Brad's Customs, David Burke, Donovan Shelton, CJ Miller, Bob Gore, James Buck, Brian House, Dot E Jew. I don't know what that means. Oh my That's gosh. it's Matt Becker at DIY Europe. Okay. All right. He's he's obsessed with Brian House. I don't know if you knew that. Matt Baldwin at Baldwin Blades, Brent Dignam, Marabraid, Travis Haynes at Bird Forge, Colin Hayworth of Hayworth Handmade, Jeremy Ballaball, Wood by Moeller, Alexander Sloat of Devlin Forge. Brian Hunt at Hidden Rose Forge, Will from Maine at Spruce.Hill.Studio, Brian Cohn, the Master of Metal Manipulation on Instagram, Maximus Knives, Ira Housewort, Timber Tiger Forge, Darren at Stormlight Forge, Bremner Built Knives, Eric Andrews at Sourwood Creations, Jared at Echo Blades, Tortuga Bladeworks, Craftyman Forge, Noah Bloomberg, Driver Defense Knives, Maritime Knife Supply, Zachary Sowell, that's Patter Nostri Fabrica, Trox Claire Custom Cutlery, Dennis Tyrell, Todd Harrington, Bex Armory, uh, Mark Vanderwerf, Mark LeBlanc, Hustle and Grind Utah Branch, that's Brigham Kindell, 
his email is a riot. His email's short fat bastard. At that, Yahoo. Yeah. So everybody send bring him some emails. Aru Bladeworks, knife material.at, and Donnie Dulovich. Thank you to mm-hmm. all those beautiful people for supporting the show. Absolutely. We love every one of you guys. And it was brought to my attention that when we were reading out the patrons last, uh, I think it was last week, and we kind of like try to say like a little nice blurb about each of them. And there was a couple on there that I wasn't, you know, I didn't didn't remember. And apparently I've actually met them in person. So I would like to just personally apologize to you. That's just my brain. That has nothing to do with you. That's just, that's just the way that I am. Uh, I can barely remember what I did yesterday. So um, anyways. <laughs> Noah's a dickhead. <laughs> i'm an asshole i know I'm, I'm i'm used to it but thanks everybody we're gonna head over to the after show jimmy it was awesome having you on man everybody go check out his work you won't be disappointed it's phenomenal and if somebody wants to order from you they don't go to your website right they contact you directly and you or your wife facilitates the order correct y- yeah um, the only, the, the link you see on my, on my social media pages is for my apparel page. It's for my apparel, my hats, hoodies, you know, all that apparel stuff. Um, you have to order, you have to direct message me personally. Um, uh, just cause it's a, um, my me mugs, I, I treat it as a personal experience just cause, you know, a lot of them are, um, just personal. I don't know. It's just a personal experience with people. Like I want it to them to be like a real personal experience. Like, you know, you're actually picking something out. And I have different options you can choose from. And then a lot of guys and women or whatever have pistons from their, you know, they have, they want to use. And um, I do make urns. And so some people want to send in their late husbands or grandfather's piston that they had from the motor they built. And I can use it as, as well. So, yeah, um, the link in the bio is for the apparel. But if you want to order a Mima piston, you have to send me a direct message and I most likely will be me speaking to you. Um, the information you'll get first will probably be my wife. Cause she kind of like does the first off messaging and then the actual talking will be me. You, you'll be dealing with me directly. Okay. She kind of filters out the tire kickers. Yes, she, exactly. Yeah. That's a good idea. Gotcha. I wish I could get so my wife just, to do that. <laughs> yeah. So that's just mean mug, mean mug pistons on Instagram, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm on all me and my Pistons Instagram. Same thing on Facebook and on TikTok. Me and my Very Pistons. Cool. All right, well, guys, awesome. go check them out. If you can't, if you can't pony up for a uh, a mean mug piston or anything like that, go check out his apparel. Uh, it, if you look at any of his social media, he's wearing it. It's really sweet stuff. So, uh, go pick up a T-shirt. Go pick up a hat. Support this guy. Um, you know, uh, as knife makers, you know, we make functional art, you know, people, stuff that people use. This is just for the love of art and the expression of, of that portion of self. And so I think it's really important to keep that alive in an increasingly uh, materialistic society. So we definitely want to try and help support artists who make functional and non-functional art just for the joy of it. So uh, go check this guy out and uh, we appreciate it, guys. So thank you, Jimmy, so much for coming on, man. Thanks a lot, man. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Yeah, man. It's been All a right. blast. We'll catch you guys next week. Keep on hustling and keep on grinding. Bye.